Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hanlon, an American branding photographer and brand strategist living abroad in Stockholm, Sweden. After spending seven years building a brand and business abroad, I realized that many expat entrepreneurs have a hard time navigating their new life in another country. And I want to show you how you can pave your own path when it seems like all the obstacles are in your way. I feel so deeply that people need to hear the stories of entrepreneurs living abroad. Their stories need to be heard and shared so that we can help people who are struggling to find work or want to start a business to feel inspired by the stories of entrepreneurs who are actually doing the work. Get ready to go on a worldly journey with me where you'll hear of inspiring stories from global entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business owners paving their own path and following their dreams wherever they are in the world so that you can be inspired to do the same thing too. Whether you're a small business owner or an inspiring entrepreneur, I want to help you find your path because when you elevate yourself, you elevate others around you. So come along and join us for inspiring stories, brand tips, and business growth tools to help you elevate yourself. You're listening to episode 18 of the Elevate Podcast. Well, hello there, my friend. I am back with another episode featuring Patricia Alvarado, and she is sharing her story of how she ended up in Sweden from Venezuela. We are talking about how to leverage the power of your cultural background as an expat and not see it as a negative. But first, I want to say if you are new to business and you feel like you don't have enough clients and you know that you need to start building your personal brand today, but you don't know where to start, then I want to invite you to join Snap for Social. It's my signature course on how to start building your personal brand with photos and video shot by you. Yes, I said shot by you because let's face it, not all of us have help to assist us with content creation all the time. And this is why I want to help you build your personal brand on Instagram And basically everything that you'll learn in this course, you can apply it to any other platform. And when it comes to making sales on Instagram, becoming an authority and building trust with your audience is the key to standing out and becoming that go-to person for your services so that people feel like they can invest in you and your offers. The best way to build trust and authority is to position yourself as the expert and go-to person by being visible and letting people get to know you but maybe you're lacking the confidence to even show up on social. But don't worry, Snap for Social covers everything from brand foundations, photography tips such as lighting, posing tips, and self-love. I also cover mindset and content creation. And I believe that if you are building a brand, you need to know how to take your own photos and video, which will help your brand stand out. So by the end of the program, you will uncover your X Factor and have full clarity around your personal brand, and you'll also have a well-crafted mission statement. You'll discover who your dream client is so that you can specifically create content geared towards them. You'll also have the confidence to show up in your photos and reels, a clear understanding of how to leverage your uniqueness so that you can stand out and get noticed by the right people who feel your energy. And You're going to have a step-by-step strategy for you to follow when it comes to preparing for your photos, filming, editing, and creating those fun reels that you see everybody else creating. You'll also get the Snap for Social photo presets to quickly take your dark photos and transform them 
into well-lit images that pop. You'll also book more clients because they're just going to want to work with you. This is what brand building does. So everything that you are going to learn in Snap for Social is a skill that will help you in the long run with building your profitable personal brand. If you want to find out more about Snap for Social, head to jessicahanlon.com slash snap for social. I'll put it in the show notes, but let's get into the chat with Patricia. Today on the Elevate podcast, we have Venezuelan-born Patricia Alvarado, who is currently living in Stockholm. And Patricia, she's um, a multi-passionate entrepreneur. You teach Zumba classes for adults and children, but also you are very interested in branding and marketing as well. And today we thought it would be really fun to talk about using our immigrant backgrounds as a strength instead of a weakness when it comes to moving to a new country. So thank you for being on the show, Patricia, and I'm happy to have you here. Oh my, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Um, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Jess, in, the, in this Elevate podcast, and, and especially in a topic that I think for all immigrants that comes to Sweden, uh, is super, super important. And it's about our cultural background, definitely. So I'm super excited about talking about this issue. Yeah, well, I think this is something you know really well, and you've been a part of different groups, really helping people with this this uh, navigation of being an immigrant in a different country. And like this is the reason why I started the podcast was because I feel like there's so many people that um, are overlooked as um, what we call expats or immigrants. And I've, I prefer expat versus immigrant because <laughs> I feel like the word isn't that nice. But basically, we are all global citizens, but some of us choose to move to a new country for different reasons. And, you know, it could be for love, could be for work, could be being a refugee. But it's just like how you um, make your new life uh, come together is like the most important part. So this is why we have these stories so that people can be inspired to also think outside of the box and not use being an immigrant or an expat as a negative. So first off, Patricia, tell us how you ended up in Sweden so that people can kind of get an idea of like who you are, how you ended up here. And yeah. Uh, you know, I was in Mexico City. Uh, I was having, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I was feeling that I had it almost all. I was recently married. I, well, not, yeah, recently married, maybe two years. And I, we were having our apartment. We were having our car. We were having our jobs. But my husband had it like um, a, the option to, to study and to research abroad through a program in, from science, uh, from the scientific uh, research uh, center in Mexico. So we were 32 and we were saying like, okay, why not? Let's, let's, let's jump to Europe. We haven't talked, we haven't worked in Europe. So let's, he, he did like once, maybe three months just in France, but I didn't. So we were thinking that it was our best moment to, to do that. So we decided like, uh, he decided to apply for a position, a research position. So when, and, and when we were studying all the countries uh, that you could do that uh, or he could do that, uh, Sweden was the more appealing 
for, for it. So, and then the funny thing is that uh, it was not Stockholm, it was not Lynn Shopping, it was not North Shopping or these uh, cities that normally people talk about when they are going to research. We, we end up in Umeå. Okay, tell everybody about Umeå. <laughs> Umeå is in the north of Sweden. Oh my gosh. We're like, it's super cold. And it's super cold. And uh, not that many people, be- right? <laughs> and you have maybe, you know, it's the size. I always compare this because it's kind of the size of the city where my parents-in-law live. Okay. So it's like around 100,000 inhabitants. Okay. It's not that small, but the, the thing is that normally the majority live in Umeå, but it's like in, in Stockholm. A lot of people lo, uh, lives in the, in, live in the suburbs. Yeah. So in the small towns, like nearby, uh, they normally will live. So, but in, 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 in an average, it's around 100,000 uh, people living there. Okay. But I mean, when when you when I remember, like in the in our in my first university talk, the guy who were presenting to the international student or to the international faculty about Umeå, he was saying, "Oh my, but you know, we are not that north. We are close to the uh, polar, the circle, the circular polar, the polar circular, the circle polar." <laughs> Up north. <laughs> Up north, but they are not that because I mean they are worse cities like Julio, um uh, what is it? Kiruna. Uh, so we were like, You're you're safe, kind of you're safe, right? <laughs> and you're like, okay, uh, but yeah, it is it, it's a small town, but it's growing, I will say. Yeah. And how was it moving to a new city, a new country? especially there, like, how was that from going from living in Mexico where it's sunny and warm Mm. to a totally different climate? How was that for you? Like, what was really difficult or what was positive about it? Okay, there were two things. Well, my husband was having having nightmares about the cold and the dark. In my case, I come from a sunny, super sunny city. So for me, it was kind of, I, I I couldn't think about it. You know, like I couldn't realize, I couldn't feel, I couldn't see what was going to happen because I have never done it and I have never lived in that kind of climate or weather or in this culture. So for me, was kind of excited to understand like how your body, your, your feelings and everything is settled around this. Especially because when you move to Mexico City, of course, there are, there are a lot of adaptations and, and you have to adapt to a lot of things. But, I mean, it was super contrast. I mean, in, in the sense of from Venezuela to Mexico, it's a Spanish-speaking country. So you know what you get, kind of. No, but it's not true. <laughs> and then you move to Sweden, that is completely the opposite. So I was super excited about being, being that, that in the extreme. But in, it was, I will say that uh, thinking about it, uh, I was super naive about all the things that comes around with that one. For me, in my case, because it was my kind of my second, my second migration or my second moving, I was like thinking, oh, this is like, you know, I nailed this. <laughs> 
if I could survive Mexico City with 20 million of 22 million of people, I will I will survive Sweden, especially 100,000 inhabitants. This is like this this is this is going to be a piece of cake. Yeah. But but definitely uh, really thinking about it, no, it is it is not. And I I think yeah, I I was I was super, super, I thought it was going to be super easy, but that, that's not true. Uh, especially because there are a lot of things to consider in that, in that move. But uh, so in my case, I was super excited. My husband was worried. And, uh, but I was, you know, what I was also um, excited about was a slow life. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, being in Mexico City, you are always kind of in a rush, you know, like you have to work extra hard, you have to work 14 hours a, or more than 14 hours a day, uh, you are always in traffic, you you see a lot of people. So I was super excited about coming down a little bit and think about what I, what I wanted to do or what I, what I needed to do. Hmm. So basically when you came, to Umio, did you have a plan? I mean, because your husband was going to study. Yeah. He was going to study. He was not going to study. I mean, you know that in 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 investigation or research, research there, there yeah. are a lot of that. They are normally say they are studying. Yeah. So they, he was researching. Okay. So he and was studying. researching. And yeah. then what about you though? Did you have a plan or were you like, okay, now I'm just getting gonna like hang out and make a plan when I get there or what yeah was I was thinking okay I I have like random thoughts about what I would what I would do what I needed what I wanted to do it was work I wanted to work right away I didn't want it to to lose any time or to you know like no 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 I I have I have a master degree I have work experience yeah this is going to be a piece of cake Sweden is supposed to be like super good at English so and everybody was uh, super you know like you I mean you are not going to be able you are going to find a job right away I mean all all these things are going to be like yourself on your dish kind of <laughs> and then what was the reality for you and the reality is like you are there and you are alone <laughs> okay yep. There, there are jokes about this because the thing is that my husband was not an employee for the university. Mm-hmm. So you land in the postdocs, and like there is a comic about this because wives of postdocs are considered invisibles. Okay. <laughs> what it means is that they cannot treat you. Okay, you are going to land in a kind of a twilight zone. You are not going to be treated as an employee. You are not going to be treated. You cannot be treated as anything. They cannot put you in a label. Okay, but you're just there to research. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. in the sense that for Sweden, I mean, you don't have benefits in sense of like, for example, you are not a, a, a seal seeker. You are not a you are not a refugee. You are so they cannot put you in any box. So yeah. you are kind of you have to create your box. Yeah. And this is like what? So like this was my first like question mark. Like what do I need to create my question? I didn't know about this. 
that the thing is that if you don't if you don't put yourself in a box, then they don't know how to you know how to navigate. You are not going to be able to navigate the whole the whole thing. You know, like or you are a student because in Omeo there are a lot of students, and if you are not a student and you are not an employee, what are you? It's like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? So I I think for one of the things that I would recommend to someone who comes to Sweden as an international is like really plan it. Yeah. Read. I mean, we. I mean, I read a lot uh, blogs about how to live in Umeå. I remember like designers, uh, UX designers, uh, moms, uh, the, the, the few people that live in Nomeo, uh, they talk about it, but that was not enough information at all. Uh, they were having, you know, like, again, was super superficial and they were not going to the deeper uh, sense of it. And all the, I remember all the anecdotes or experiences were about Stockholm or other kind of others, the big cities, and never from from a small town perspective. So I mean, I, as I said, I mean, I thought I I got I had my kind of my things surfing a dish because it was easier for me. This is like my second migration, but then like to put that all these puzzles were like takes days, takes years, takes like a lot of energy and you and you don't know if you have the energy or not you know like you have to and 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 and, and I don't know I don't know if it's a bad thing or or a good thing but then you don't have someone to talk about I mean as a, as a professional person in the sense that you can find migrants immigrants as you like girls I I mean I found so many lovely amazing talented women in in Umeå that were also stuck. They were also in this kind of gray zone because they didn't know what to do with their lives. And uh, the funny thing is that I think in this moment is when you need a coach. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> or a psychologist. <laughs> and I remember that I I wrote I wrote to the to the psychology department because as not being an employee, but anyway related to the university as a student, you could actually ask for help uh, and but i didn't i didn't get it and you know why because i didn't know swedish and i i didn't know how to write it and apparently the only psychologists in in Umeå were like swedish speakers <laughs> because nobody no yeah. no answer at all about this yeah um, Anyhow, uh, when I, I didn't have a plan, a, a, a strictly plan, like I, I'm going to do this and this and this and that. And then you start hearing people saying, ah, no, you should, you should learn Swedish. Ah, no, you should in, enroll to the university. I mean, and then you start, okay, I, I'm going to enroll the university. I'm going to, to learn Swedish. Ah, the, the, the cherry of the, of the pie, if you are get, I mean, to get to know Swedes, you are going to be invited. I mean, you need to be invited to a house. Yeah, I hear it's really difficult to make Swedish friends. Um, and that's why, like, wherever you do move, doesn't matter if it's Sweden. I mean, every culture is different. But, of course, like Swedes, they have their group foundation from very young. And they really value and cherish their friendships, which is amazing. And I think that's really great. But they do it is harder to break into the Swedish um, groups that already exist 
for locals, for people who are immigrants or expats or whatever you want to call us. It's harder to break in and make friendships, but it is possible. It's just a matter of finding people. And the ones that I've noticed that are really open-minded to uh, people who, like the Swedes that really are like, hey, come come hang out with us, come to dinner or whatever, are the ones that have actually left Sweden and have worked abroad or studied abroad. Yeah. And they're usually the ones that are really open-minded to, you know, people who are not from Sweden. So it just depends. Yeah, yeah def- definitely. I mean, I, how, how will you say this? The thing is that um, you, you need people to relate to, you know, like, and especially in in our case, as moms, no, but as a mother, no, but as a professional woman, a business woman, you need to find kind of your tribe or like-minded people. And it's, it's really hard when, when, for example, the weather doesn't help, uh, the the distance, because you are you are kind of relearning all all this safety nets that you had it before. Like for example, where do you live? And you have to to understand where do you live, how close are the things where you what you need in order to secure yourself, kind of have a security in the sense, okay, I know where the food is, I know where to take the train, I know. So you 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 have kind of different levels of necessities in each in this immigration process, and 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 the thing is that uh, of course one of the 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 kind of the levels as Maslow is saying is like okay social you need to find people and then they they normally what they will say is that you have and i remember three options in that moment and i have that moment uh, thinking about this one the university as a way to to get to know people in the university the other way was the gym yeah (laughs) the gym was the other way to find people to get to know people. And the third one uh, was learning Swedish, actually. Did you sign up for Swedish classes? Yeah, but you know what? And I will say that, Jesse. I mean, the thing is that you cannot be following the flow. Like, you cannot be doing what everybody else is doing. Okay. Would, in, the <laughs> sense, in the sense that you, I mean, my my advice to all of you is like to 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 understand what you need, what you want, and then, okay, is what you need and what you want is to learn Swedish, go to that path. Because the thing is that uh, we start getting into things, not that you are you are going to spend money and, and I mean, money and time, yes, you are, <laughs> but you start getting into things like in automatic mode. Mm-hmm. And then you're there and you're like not, feeling like you you don't have a spark, you start losing yourself in these things instead of gaining things, you know? And then you have to reflect actually what, why are you doing it? And um, like the, the best question is why are you doing it? Is because yeah. of the sake of, of doing it or is because you want to do it? Because uh, the, a lot of, of immigrants that I, that I found in, in, in SFE, to begin with, we're frustrated. Oh, and if anybody doesn't know what SFE is, it's basically where you can learn how to speak Swedish. It's just like a, like it's um, run by the state of Sweden and they ha- have courses 
and different levels for people who uh, want to learn Swedish. Exactly. So, so Swedish is called Swedish for invandrare. It was called before. Yeah. <laughs> but for but immigrants. Any, yeah. But any anyhow, uh, yeah. Sweden Swedish for immigrants. But the thing is that in in that in that sense, because everybody was kind of they didn't know what to do either. Uh, they all end up in like kind of in the same pot. So everybody's kind of treated kind of in the same. Because you cannot put, they cannot put you in what level you should be or, yeah. So it was kind of rare because there was a lot of depression, frustration, uh, and of course, something that like cultural shock and also immersion, because you feel like in some sense, uh, and I don't know if that has happened to you, Jess, but a lot of immigrants feel like you are putting a lot of effort to join Sweden, but Sweden is not putting a lot of effort to understand my culture. Yeah, but at the same time, we are in their culture, so it's kind of like a catch-22. But I will say that I I did start learning Swedish when I moved here because it was kind of like, well, you're in Sweden, better learn Swedish. So yes, you do kind of follow in along the steps of being you know, in a new country, but the way to survive in a new country is to understand the language. I mean, so right now I don't really speak Swedish that well. I took the courses, but then I stopped because it wasn't um, geared towards my learning style. So for me, just listening and being around people who are speaking Swedish has helped me to better understand Swedish. So I pretty much can sit down and listen in on a conversation and I know what they're talking about. I can watch a TV show. Um, I don't get every single word still, but but I managed to make my life work for me being a, an American living in Sweden and using my American background to help me navigate and work with people who are like me, who speak English. And somehow it worked. And that's why, you know, we're talking about how do we use our background, our cultural background to help us navigate ourselves in our new country. Because of course we have to adapt and be a part of the new country or else this is where people get frustrated with us who are expats. You know, they, they're like, oh, you're here now. Are you going to learn Swedish or are you going to participate? So we do have to also as a new a newbie in the new country, we do need to understand the language and learn it and make an effort as well. Uh, because we are here in their country. But of course, um, they do give people some uh, assistance on how to, you know, get acclimated. But of course, it's never easy moving to a new country. And that's why it, it's relied on the people who are already here, like us, to help people to get, you know, used to living in the country that we're in. And I think that that's really important to have that support system, which is what you were saying you were lacking. And when you lack that, that can make a huge difference. Swedish facilitates. I mean, learning Swedish facilitates the process. But what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you have to make a conscious decision. Why are do, you doing it? Because normally, I mean, when in this in this process of migration, you have a lot of things to handle at the same time, and it doesn't mean that in the end you are not going to learn Swedish. But what I mean is that you don't have to rush it from the beginning. 
It's like you're imposing yourself to something that you don't know even know if you need to do it, you know? Just yeah. because you wanted to find to find friends or maybe to find a job or maybe I mean there were a lot of reasons, but I, I didn't sit myself and reflect about what it was happening. So you start like making decisions like right away that kind of like you are in a in a threat that you have to make a life life or death decision. And these these things, like making decisions in urgency, makes yeah. our, our mind uh, you know like uncomfort, uh, uncomfortable. So you yeah. I mean you have to realize you you have to take your time to 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 realize all these things uh, have have time has a process and and they, and then it has to be kind of you a lot a lot talk about that energy and the flow because they have to come. In, in 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 kind of in your objective and your personal and your personal goals but because if they're not connected you're not going to enjoy it anyhow yeah and i think that's really important why it's important to find a community to to access so that you can have somebody to talk to or even meet in locals like us who have left our home country who understand what you're going through and they usually can help assist you with your answers, your questions, but definitely like there are people who are coaches now who help with um, transitioning to a new country. So you just have to find those communities and you can find them by looking them up. And of course, if you are moving to a small town, it gets harder to be honest. So if you're in a bigger city, it's going to be easier to find a community. But when you move to smaller like towns in another country, it's going to get harder and harder and really uh, the community aspect is everything. People need to have connection with others or else you'll feel homesick. You won't feel like you fit in. You'll feel like an outsider and frustrated. So it's really important that you have a community to access. And, and you know what? One thing that I think that also learning uh, and understanding that, uh, I mean, immerse yourself in Sweden, in Sweden culture makes you, in Swedish culture, makes you also realize what are you lacking or what are you having as a strength, because when you are starting analyzing, okay, how they behave, how are they, and you know, like seeing them like in a in a in an in another perspective, then you ah okay, so this and this, and so you start like getting notes about okay, what are what are your strengths? But the thing is that in the beginning you are not seeing them, <laughs> and th and this is what I mean, like you are you are you are kind of in a process. To, to, to put yourself in a place and, and you and you need to understand okay you are kind of in that phase of acceptance and receiving kind of you're like a baby you are kind of receiving all this information yeah. and then you have to like you have to grow with that information well you're rebuilding your whole entire life and if you move to a new country as an adult it gets even harder because you've already built like a community in your old you know where you used to live had your friends, but then you have to rebuild your life and redo things in a different way. But I'm curious, Patricia, what did you do then in the end? How did you find kind of like, did you go looking for jobs? Did yeah, you... of course I did. I mean, but again, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was trying to use all, all the things that I knew. <laughs> that I had and what's your hand. background again? What was your background? I mean, uh, I, I study 
uh, marketing uh, in the in the university, and I have been working, and I and I was working in in Mexico City. In uh, my last job was in a major in a major academic publishing company that works uh, towards university students. Um, so we were publishing books for for the university uh, students. Okay. Uh, especially and and my background is more in B two B business to business um, marketing, and so in that case, I needed to be in contact with teachers and 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 professors and academics, as they say in Sweden. Uh, so, but they didn't have any office in Sweden, actually. So all the major like Scandinavia was run by the UK office. Uh, and I tried my best to to do to make myself active because I am not a person who sits still and I have to find all the all the things. Like for example, I tried to join, I reopened uh, I was in the university. I was um I don't know if you have heard about that organization, but it's called ISEC. And when you are in the university, you can have the opportunity to to work with companies and work with the students, interna especially international students who wants to have experience abroad. So I was member of that um, of that association. So when I found out that in Umeå they had a local office or used to have a local office, I run into oh my god and I, I and I am an alumnus to the to ISEC. So I I started like. Uh, moving around so we could reopen the office for ISEC. So I get in contact with companies. I'm getting in contact with the students. I was in a booth talking about ISEC uh, in different organizations. I I mean, I tried my tried to find myself all the, how do you say, check of CV, uh, CV yeah, check, check yeah. uh, coaching <laughs> sessions for free because the university, uh, one of the, amazing things that you that the Sweden universities has is that they have this kind of services for students so they help the universe the students to to do the CV and to uh, prepare them for interviews so I was doing kind of the same thing for myself yeah. <laughs> as a university student so uh, so in in some ways I was trying to to put myself okay I'm going to enjoy putting myself in different levels. Like if I I, I, I should put the hat of a student, then I go I will go and do the services for students. If I put my head as a businesswoman, like I was trying to navigate myself in different roles and different hats to to see like okay how can I find because at the end my goal was to find a job, right? So yeah. so how do you make connections? I mean, I remember going to business networks and not understanding anything, anything oh, I hear you in on Sweden. That. <laughs> I did Swedish. the same thing. I was like, I don't speak Swedish, but I'm going to go anyways. Yeah. And you're like, mm -hmm. and you're knocking, knocking all the time. And then, uh, of course, and that's how I started. But it's, it's, it, it was it was hard. It's not easy to wake up and, and say, okay, let's do this. And you don't understand anything. How you're going to behave? How how are you going to do it? But I mean, I was I was sure I was going. I was super sure that I was going to find a job. <laughs> well, I think what we can take away from this is that you know you have to be a go getter and that you have to make those opportunities happen for yourself because it just because you have all these qualifications and you have a great education uh, background 
sometimes that doesn't even matter in a new country and you may have to reinvent yourself and become somebody else. And so how long did you stay in Umeå? Like for four and a half years. And then you moved to Stockholm. And then I moved to Stockholm. You know what? One thing that I will say to to people when they come to Sweden and talking about our strength is like, try to analyze. I mean, you're going to find more strength when you start like learning about Sweden and Swedish culture. But don't underestimate your resources before. Because what, what happens is that you start like, forgetting about what we what do you used to do and they start focusing on the present but when you realize all the resources that you used to have and especially now that we have this amazing hybrid environment that you can work online and you have all these technologies don't forget that you have a baggage also a positive baggage a luggage that you have yourself as well so take advantage of that because this can brings you other opportunities that you didn't know about or you didn't face about. So, so I think it's a double, how do you say, it's a double work. You have to work inside, but also you have to understand, okay, what do you, what do you, what you used to do or what you used to have? So, so you have to start thinking, how do you put that into action? Yeah. And I think don't only rely on the fact that I have to get a job. Like you can create something with your skills, your talents, your knowledge, um, and you know, different opportunities can happen that maybe lead to another door opening, but just even going forth and doing something else can open up a new door. I mean, for instance, like I, I've used this before, but like, uh, I have my Instagram for my photography and it's only about my photography, but I do share my expat life, the life of being, you know, somebody living in Sweden that's, you know, an an expat. And then I was contacted by the Today Show. And that to me was like, so random and bizarre. And I thought it was like a total lie, like a hoax. And then I got on the phone and I spoke to the woman who had contacted me. And it was true. Like she won, they were doing a piece on Swedish mis, the word Swedish mis. And I was like, okay, so you want my version, my take on it. And I just created some content for them, you know, so that they could share as a piece for their show. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, you know, so, you know, different things can open up when you do put yourself out there. And that's why I think there is power in building a personal brand and building your yourself on social media, because that proof is stuff that can open doors for you. So, you know, even if like, let's say you are, um, you know, let's say Venezuelan living in in Sweden, just having your your social media active and showing like what your interests are and what you believe in and all these different things can open the door for somebody contacting you to do something for them. And you, you just never know. So don't underestimate the power of using social media and using your expat background to navigate your new life because so many amazing opportunities have happened for me because I was on Instagram or Facebook sharing my life, sharing what I do, what I'm interested in. And those opportunities came in because of that. So use your background. And even like, you know, I get a lot of American people contacting me for work. So I've, my niche actually opened up when I really like honed in on my background, which is being an American. 
That, that's what I was saying, that don't, don't underestimate what you, what you used to have or what you had. Mm -hmm. Because that, that's what brings you, so at least in the beginning, new, as a new, new connections, new opportunities. Uh, it, it also makes you, uh, doesn't feel, uh, it, it, make, it helps you feel less alone and also useful. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember, like, you're an anecdote about the NBC, the, the, the CBS show. Oh, the Today Show. The Today Show. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking that I remember, like, the international coordinator of the university uh, said to me, Patricia, would you like to be in an interview? And I was, yeah, we wanted to prepare our students about the life in Sweden, about the snow. And I was like, are you, are you really for sure? Like, do you want me to talk about that one? And she was like, yeah. And you know, the funny thing is that uh, I remember saying that I was super excited about the snow. And then I said, I want to be the snow queen. <laughs> and that interview, I thought nobody read it. But then I, I got contacted with a, for a really close friend of mine. She's from Venezuela. Uh, now she's living here in Stockholm, but she was living like kind of close in Umeå. So she was like, finally, a Venezuelan. So, and, and, the, and the funny is like, she's kind of my sister because what we did uh, was start like a network of Venezuelans in Umeå. We started like doing food from, uh, from Venezuela. Uh, doing activities together to to of course to nurture our culture and 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 to get to know it better uh, from from abroad. Uh, so so it was nice because it, you don't know what it what it can bring you. It can be bring a friend. It can bring you new connections. It can bring you new jobs. So don't underestimate that that power of of being up there and talking about yeah. you. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Every opportunity is going to help you so even just giving a conversation about your experience abroad can open the door as well I'm curious though like as you've lived here in Sweden have you encountered any racism or like people treating you differently because you're not Swedish or have you had any experiences like that oh my god you have to yesterday I was talking just to my husband about this imagine that I was teaching classes, you know, that I teach classes, I teach Zumba classes to kids and seniors and grown-ups, uh, adults and babies and parents. So yesterday I have to substitute a dance teacher. And the, the thing is that this, this dance teacher teaches in a, I don't know if you, if you know that there is something called kind of the culture house. Yeah. Kulturskolan for in Swedish. So she teaches there, and normally you will see a lot of local people there. You know, like, if you want to find sweets, go there. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, there, was, there were kids, and they were from different ages. I have the groups were 7, 9, 3, and 4, and 13, 10 to 13. So they were, like, completely different, right? So there was a girl, like, are you originally from that was her question are you 100% Swedish Swedish or you come from somewhere else I'm like can't you hear my accent <laughs> <laughs> and I was like and she was like I can notice that you have um an accent and I tried to think about where 
I have heard about it. And I'm like, well, yeah, my, my mother tongue is Spanish. And she was like, oh, my, I love Spanish. I'm like, no, I'm originally from Venezuela. And she was like, ah. But of course, I mean, kids notice, grown-ups notice, everybody notice that when you are different, your color, your expressions, <laughs> your yes. acting Swedish. Eh. Yeah. No, I've had, I mean, I've had different things. I mean, not like racism, but more just like comments, like my Swedish isn't good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, well, you plan on living here, right? Things like that. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then you start to feel self-conscious that your Swedish isn't better. And like, I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's not that easy. I mean, you don't know. There are two ways of taking it. And you are, and for sure, you are, you are right. One way, I mean, well, maybe there are ways to take in this. And, and I don't know if this is, this is good to say that. I mean, you can be three things. Be, uh, portray yourself as the stupid one, like the foolish one. You know? <laughs> like you don't understand anything, but you understand everything. Yeah. Right? I mean, and in this case of like nativity or like being the, the foolish or they don't know, like you can be treated like totally different because you are kind of new. Ah, because you are new, right? Yeah, but then when people are like, well, how long have you lived here? And I'm like, seven years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Can't play that card. <laughs> yeah, you cannot, but you have to be careful where you play it. But I mean, I, I the, sec- the second thing is that in the, in the case of the kid, of course, they, they are noticing your accent. They don't understand what you're saying. You are new to them. I mean, you cannot take it wrongly. I mean, I mean their, their mind is like not set. I don't think they are set in, in the sense that oh, they want to be mean to you, you know? Mm. The problem is the third one for me. The third one is the subconscious that you were saying like, okay, what is that comment? What are you trying to say with that comment? Then you start like having self-doubts because yesterday when she gave me that comment, I was like, oh, my Swedish is not good enough. I mean, I just started like having this imposter syndrome that I'm not good enough and that I have to practice Swedish that I, oh my God. And then you make like your leaps and then you start all the negative vibes, all the negative thoughts start like coming in because you're not good enough. And yeah, you, you have to accept that you have to learn more, that you have to be more involved and and you do whatever you can. I mean, yeah. you stay, you have to take it step by step because even though for them sometimes it's funny, but you 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 are also they are also learning Swedish in the sense that they 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 think they they this is the kind of the bubble of Swedish culture. But when they face you, they also have a conflict. They have to understand also their culture and their behavior so so i mean there could be a discussion about this thing just this thing but it's like you have to tolerate that we are different that's it and then you have to you put your best smile and maybe maybe make a joke right i mean uh, but but it I think, also depends on your personality because if you're I not know, the kind of person that can do that, then it's going to be like no, that. no. I know, and I'm, 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 I'm yes. I don't know if you are, you are super self-critic, but I am. 
yesterday when this happened, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I need to start, I need to, <laughs> I need but to you, But you are teaching Zumba classes in Swedish. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's pretty I, amazing. I mean, imagine you came here, you didn't understand any Swedish, and now you're teaching Zumba classes in Swedish, and you've managed to figure out your new path, I mean, in your own unique way. Maybe it's, you know, you, you're still on a on a path of self-discovery and you're still figuring out what you're going to do next. But the thing is, is that you did something about it and now you're doing something, right? Instead of waiting and being still like seven years into your life here and being like, nope, nobody's hiring me as a marketing manager or blah, blah, blah. You had to you had to pivot and you had to change everything. And that's usually what happens to a lot of people. So that's the thing. It's like challenge yourself to think outside of the box of what you can do and what you can uh, create for your new life in the new country. And then, you know, if you end up going back, then you can still always kind of maybe go back to where you were and rely on that. But you know, you're basically starting from scratch and think about this. Like, what could you do? Think of it as like a fun challenge. Like this is the biggest challenge that you'll ever face because we all like go through this, but like you have to really rediscover yourself. And and like what you said before, find a coach. Like I've had different coaches for different things, for photography, for business and marketing and all sorts of different things. And I think all of those things uh, have helped me to navigate my life here in Sweden, to think outside of the box. So I think it's really important to find what you're interested in and what could you do if you didn't have a job, like actually challenge yourself. Like, okay, if I can't get a job, what would I do? What would I sell? What would I teach? What would I do? And really write down like 25 reasons why you don't need that job and, and, and then create your own thing. But it's really just thinking outside of the box. And challenging yourself to not only think like somebody who's being paid to work, you know, maybe you can reinvent yourself. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Just reinvent yourself, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how many reinventions, but <laughs> you, you can face like in, in, in energetically or uh, emotionally, I will say, is, is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy that process. I always, as you were saying, that you have to you you have to understand yourself a little a a, a, a lot in the sense like okay if you are playful and you you like fun challenges like okay actually is this is what I want like that could be a path a way of doing it I mean there are a lot of alternatives up there that you can try to see one of the things that is funny that a lot of foreign born women immigrants that are running businesses actually they run businesses in their own home country. They started somewhere. So, I mean, this is kind of their second or the third venture they are running eh, or their, yeah, they maybe they closed it, but now they, they, they did it in Sweden. So a lot of them are also exploring and you have to have that eh, experimentation as well because it's kind of, I think it's part of life. Um, and that 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 can be interesting if you have maybe in our case we are privileged jesse that uh, that actually we could do that one that we have like in 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 the sense that uh, you have a loving husband who can support you 
in, in some senses, no? In, in kind of in, in some part of your life. But uh, I have met a lot of immigrants uh, or female immigrants that they don't have that privilege and they have to start like running businesses or, or working in whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. Uh, I think that not everybody is privileged, of course. Um, I did interview some, it was Diana, and of course when she moved to Sweden, uh, I think it's like episode three or something on the podcast, she was um, ah, yeah, a, right. a house cleaner, you know, she was cleaning homes and she always said that she knew she was meant for more, but she had to take on something. And yeah. for her, she would like go to work and clean and while she was cleaning, she was listening to coaches online, listening to like YouTube videos on how to like manifest and how to just like get ahead of what she wanted. So of course, like you have to do what you have to do to survive. And so I don't forget that part, but you know, um, you can still find some way to get yourself out if you're unhappy in a situation, like find a way to, to make a plan, you know, even if it takes like a really long time to get there, uh, still having the plan and the idea it's still what's going to keep you moving forward instead of stagnant. And you don't want to get stagnant because then you're not like challenging yourself to like move forward. And so, um, but I think, I mean, I think it's great that you start like digging, digging deeper. And and this is one I, one of the things that I love about Sweden is that this introspective, introspective thing, because I didn't have that time in Mexico to actually understand what I wanted, where I wanted to go, where, you know, like navigate that, that moment as well, like go deeper in, 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 in that one. But here in Sweden, apparently, I don't know if it's the winter, the weather, the loneliness, the isolation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but you have that time. So take advantage, take advantage of that time and try to find as much as personal exercises that you can. If you cannot hire a personal coach, what I will say is try to find the answers yourself. Like, uh, I don't know, there right now there are like a lot of, you know, tests online about personality, about like how do you behave, recommendations, 360 degree evaluations. I mean, you have a lot of, of things that are available to you that are for free that maybe can guide you about what actually you're good at. Because, yeah. I mean, and, and in that sense, then, then see, if, if you understand what you are good at, then you can try to find more more opportunities and experiment while you're having a crappy job or uh, making ends meet for for that moment uh, in time yeah uh, but you have a plan b and your plan b have to be you know like in Sweden, you have to have plan for everything so yeah i mean i tell i tell photographers the same thing like if you can't work full-time you know and you have a side job you do the photography on the side and then you do the side job as well until you get to a point where you can actually say, I can leave and do something like do the photography. So it's up to you. It's, it's the person has to decide that. I mean, I'm still, I don't work a hundred percent full time because I have kids and I have to make sure they're, you know, taken care of and stuff. But, um, but you know, you're still building something on the side. And there is a lot of pressure that it has to be this, that I have to be photographing every single day. But actually, no, I like the freedom that I can just like, you know, I don't have to do that. But like at the same time, like I'm still building something that I want to do. 
So, and, and, you know, along that path, you might find that like things change and you pivot and you go into something else. So it's just a journey. And so, um, before we wrap this up, because I know that we could keep going on hours and hours talking about this, but of course we are a podcast and I know people (laughs) can only listen for so long, but really quickly, just tell us a little bit more. Cause I know that you, um, have this, uh, oh, I checked out your, your Instagram. I'm <clears throat> I'm always following you on Instagram, but I do see on your Instagram that you uh, are running this thing called Powered by Women. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Are you still like? Yeah, you know what? When I when when about reinventing yourself, like I wanted to. One of the most of the things that I'm concerned about is how, as you were saying, how do we became or how do we become self independent. <laughs> about our husbands in, in the sense that you want to be you know free economically free you want to to be yeah to run to run your time to be free to do whatever you want with your life uh, because the thing is that when you have an economic as, as, uh, challenges you cannot do that you are always thinking about the the money right mm-hmm. so so and, and the thing is that normally the majority of female founders that I have found, the problem is that some of them are attached uh, to that and then they get, they, get, they, they get frustrated. And then this frustration, this, is, this depression, these bad, bad vibes are heritage for, for your kids, for your children. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know if you have seen that, but... Um, if, if you are mistreated as a person, like from, from a foreign background, you are starting like saying bad things about the country you are living in, mm-hmm. no? So one of the things that I, I'm super, super concerned is about that because the kids that you are raising are going to be also not tolerant. You are not going to be able to be happy. I mean, there are a lot of things as a woman, you, uh, as a foreign-born woman, you have a lot of, of of things to handle and roles and everything, but your kids are the ones who we are going to be the most influenced about, right? So you have to be happy. And that's why I was running, I'm running Power by Women in the sense that my idea was to help, help female founders to navigate this uh, through branding, actually, and and. And what I have been doing is like I I am a certificate a facilitator for a methodology called branded change, and this methodology is kind of a, a made for easy to follow instructions, so you can explore yourself, like what you can do, what you will what you will express, what are your encounters, like what is your public, what is your audience, so. Uh, the majority, the funny thing is that uh, I have been using it and it works, the whole methodology, and it was created by a brand strategist uh, from, from the Dutch, uh, uh, from the Netherlands, but she's now living in Africa and she has tested this methodology for a long time. And uh, I was helping and I'm helping women uh, find uh, their, their purpose through branding uh, through the methodology work for the businesses. So, so that's how right now I'm not working in the whole concept of powered by women because I don't have, <laughs> I wish I will, I would have more time, but my, my, my intention is that right now, uh, what I do is like 
through the government. I'm hired as a consultant, so you can receive it for free. <laughs> okay. So, so I mean, you can have one-to-one sessions or okay. workshops for free. You know that as a the government, the government wants to have more businesses, more more people employed because it means more economy, more money to the to the government. So they are developed. I don't know if you have seen that, but they have developed like a whole a program, a startup. Yeah, I saw this huge campaign rolling out all over the city. And are you a part of that? Exactly. So I work as a consultant for for them. So you just have to book it and it's free. You have 10 points. So it means that you can have either 10 points with me as a consultant or you can have one for finance, one for uh, investment, one for branding, one for whatever you, you need. Financial okay. consultation, business consultation, uh, and you can find a lot of consultants working there in the in the in the platform. Okay, well that's amazing, and I think that is something that people should hit you up on if you're in Sweden and you need some help with this. You can contact Patricia for more information about that, and also maybe she can guide you into the right direction of finding somebody who can help you with financing and finances or accounting and things like that, whatever they offer for you and take advantage of, of this opportunity. If you are somebody who maybe doesn't have the funds, but has an idea and you're ready to get started, um, you know, definitely use that opportunity. So that's great. See, Patricia, you have a lot of knowledge in this side that I don't have. <laughs> oh my. It's because, you know, Jess, I have been trying to understand why we landed in that situation in the first place. You know, like why, I mean, I, I don't know why it has become like kind of my research topic. <laughs> I always talk about this one, but I wanted to understand why you, a talented woman like you, like you are an entrepreneur and entrepreneur because the thing is that as an entrepreneur you are running your own projects your creative projects all the time like you with your workshop with your podcast you are creating content that you don't need actually right i mean if you're thinking about like as a photographer you don't need to do that because what you need is a, is clients and a photo but of course all these yeah. you know like a, a camera but but with all these transitions with technology and and multi multi disciplines coming into your industry, you have to learn and you have to find more ways to first of course to improve yourself, but also to understand like okay how do I navigate this? This can be an opportunity for me. This can I mean, and then you have to like run it and experiment it by yourself, right? As uh, so all the time uh, we are kind of in a in this movement of of looping uh, of actions that you have to like okay you have to experiment if this it works okay i will i will continue with that if not doesn't work you have to to put yourself in this small this small and you cannot wait for for things like for a long time you this has to be like really short but yeah. uh, in this navigation you have a lot of the, i mean one of the amazing things about sweden is the ecosystem the system that they have created, even if it's, I know it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of bureaucracy and, and you have to read out sometimes a lot and, 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 and sometimes even to navigate the ecosystem, you have to, I, you, you knew someone who knows someone who knows someone, I mean, it takes a lot of time, but Sweden, uh, but ask questions, 
put yourself like asking questions because the one thing that I love is that they have answers. If they don't have the answer, they will help you. And Gabby was telling was telling about this, like what is what is the what is the bad thing about a, a how do you say being true, be honest? I don't know. Like you put yourself as a student mindset and 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 ask so you can receive the proper the proper help that you need in 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 all the all the roles that you have in your life as a mom as a as a as an entrepreneur as a looking for a job because you have alternative and you have resources uh, the because we are not the first immigrants that come to Sweden i mean Sweden have been taking immigrants forever so i think in in that sense and and uh, talking to uh, about your your thing is like yeah i have been researching because i wanted to understand why how can you create a better a better future for yourself uh, and don't how do you say and don't and don't lose yourself in the in the in that either because one thing that happens is like you start changing your name you start putting the name of your husband then you have to change your color you have to put eye contact uh, color contact lenses uh, you have to look like a sweet and <laughs> and as a, as a as a female you start losing yourself in that sense so so don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, stay true to you. Stay true to yourself, actually, because that's how you're going to. This is how you are going to differentiate yourself from the rest of people. This is what yeah. makes you unique. Uh, and if you're doing like changing your color, make it for a like why you are doing it. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to change it? Is because I mean, as a stylish, because you want to try something new. I mean. Make it for yourself and your self-esteem and not make it for others to, to like you. That's, that's for sure one thing that, we'll say, that I will say. Yeah. No, I think that is a great point. And I think that, um, you know, relying on the governments, like what they have created, the support system, you know, I didn't look into that to me. I, that's not me. And I usually just kind of make my own path and do my own thing. But of course, like use what you're good at figuring out. And for me, it was something else. So I think that's great that you were able to to navigate that. And, and you know, you have a wealth of knowledge that a lot of people don't know about. <laughs> so mm-hmm. leverage that. Yeah. Um, Jesse, you know what I was going to say? The thing is that different from Stockholm and Umeå is that the, the quantity of people, of population, as you were, I was telling you in the beginning that when you are like, you are landing in a, in a how do you say, in a really uh, embracing culture of internationals, then your life changes a lot if you are moving from Stockholm or to Umeå, for example. In my case, you have to rely on sometimes on the government information because there was the only way that you can trust. You don't have friends to talk about these things. Uh, your even your Swedes friends they don't know even. <laughs> my husband what saying, is Swedish. What about. My right? husband is Swedish and he was like, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. I'm sorry. I'm reading this. This doesn't make any sense to me either. And I'm Swedish. <laughs> so I totally get it. And, you know, it's just navigating a new life in a new place and it's going to be hard, but also fun at the same time. And, you know, there will be ups and downs and that's just life. So, uh, but thank you so much for sharing your perspective of being, um, you know, uh, somebody from away from your hometown and home city, home country. <laughs> Can't even speak anymore. Um, but, you, you know, sharing your story and 
you know, giving everybody your perspective. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And let people find you. How can we find you on your Instagram or where are you hanging out? So as you were as you were listening, we have a lot of things to talk about. And I am a multi-purpose, a passionate entrepreneur. So I mean, if you feel like this resonates with you uh, about branding and personal branding and how to navigate Sweden, you don't know how to navigate Sweden, you can contact me directly in LinkedIn. You can find me in Patricia Alvarado uh, Salas. And there in LinkedIn, you can find me and, and you can contact and you write an email directly or you can find me in my Instagram or Facebook because I normally I am in that in the social channels. If you would like to do Zumba classes, feel free to reach in Mood with Patricia. There you can find more energy, uh, embrace your, uh, how do you say, feminine. Femi- fem- feminine- femininity femininity <laughs> oh my god or even your kids can go and check out exactly. the Zumba classes or, or you can uh, do it together self-esteem and feel better and energize and and unhappy uh, you can find me in different locations around stockholm and there you can find more information about my classes and uh, and time and everything so with move with patricia is is where you can find all that information about Zumba classes. I'm so grateful, Jesse. This was an amazing conversation. Uh, thank you so much for doing all this amazing content, having these amazing guests with different topics. You are an inspiration to all of us. And uh, and I, I'm looking forward to hear how the uh, uh, podcast ends up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I'm so glad to have you here and sharing your story. I think this is really important for people to hear. Whoever is listening, I hope this helped you. And thank you so much. And we'll put all the info in the show notes for you to find Patricia. And of course, if you really enjoy the podcast, leave us a review and let us know what you find helpful so we can start creating more topics around what you need. So thank you so much and we'll chat later. Yay! Take care! (laughs)